Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Dating Podcast, hosted by me, Jacob Lucas. And with me today, I have Adina Leone. She is an incredible life coach, and she is all the way in New York City. And Adina is also a up-and-coming musician. I have heard her music, and it is quality. So, Adina, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. It's Valentine's Day. It's a day to spread the love. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing amazing as well. I'm in England at the minute and it's uh, it's gloomy weather, but everyone, you know, we just get along with the way English, aren't we, in the day? But Valentine's Day, yeah, it is um, a big day for, especially what we do as well, um, obviously dating coaching, life coaching. So let's really get straight into it. Okay, let's talk about a few things today, but our first topic, we're going to talk about romance. Do you think that men are getting more romantic or less romantic? Because at Valentine's Day, this is a great subject to cover. So Adina, my personal opinion is I think men are getting less romantic as a whole. And I've spoken to many, many different women and they think exactly the same thing. And I don't know if it's a cultural thing. I don't know if it's a uh, more influenced by the media or what it is, but there definitely seems to be a uh, general consensus that men just don't know how to treat a woman anymore. So what is your opinion? Obviously, you're a lady, so uh, I want to hear your opinion on, on the matter. Yeah, um, it's, it's unfortunate because I don't want to say romance is dead. That sounds pessimistic, but I would <laughs> say romance is hiding and it's hiding somewhere dark and far away. Um, you know it's it's hard because I feel like what it really comes down to is the way that men are raised to be comfortable with connecting to the feminine connecting to their own vulnerabilities um and it's getting harder and harder because I don't know if it's, well, I know it is somewhat the pressures of social media that are affecting that. What you mean to make men less romantic? Definitely. Oh, absolutely. Why, why, I, I actually do agree with you to an extent because it's so easy for people just to move on or not make as much of an effort with somebody because they're like, oh, okay, I can move on to the next person, which can be used in a really good way, but also can be used in a really negative way, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... Give us some of your own experiences from dating. Like, I'm sure you, you've been on many dates in the past and whatnot. Is there, have you found like uh, men are less likely to wine and dine you, buy you flowers? Yeah. Let's hear, let's hear, let's, let's hear about your own. Uh, I, I don't think you guys want to know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's really, it's, you know, it's me, it's my women friends. It's always the same story. Um, very rarely is there, you know, bringing flowers or just that old school kind of old fashioned romance chivalry style. Um, or for lady kind of thing. Yeah. Oftentimes it's just bare minimum. I think, I hate to point the finger at men. I think people have gotten really comfortable with bare minimum in our generation. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. You look at like the old school generation, you look at like people like uh, the 1950s, for example, the 1940s, 1950s, 60s. 
Um, and I'll probably say it started dipping then after, after that. But the chivalry, the, the, their men uh, back then used to treat their wives like queens, didn't they? they did, there was nothing wrong with buying flowers all the time. It was a really big deal. Every single week had to have a date night. Yeah. And uh, nowadays, what what seems to be the case is guys will text you and be like, Do you can I just Netflix and chill? And everyone knows what Netflix and chill means. You go over there, gonna, they, they want to have sex with you. But a woman's not ready to have sex. Do you know what I mean? Haven't been wooed properly. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I think a really big part of it, too, is just a communication factor. It's really hard to have that good communication, you know, after the first date, too. I feel like guys get kind of freaked out on those good dates, and they're like, what now? Really? So, so what, what do you mean in that, in that regard? Um, you know, just talking to a lot of women around me and through my own experiences, it's almost like it's almost as if bad dates are easier because after a bad date, you both know what to say. It's like, okay, it didn't work out. After a good date, it's like one person gets freaked out and they're not ready and they almost don't know how to proceed. They don't know how to communicate. And I find that people are more afraid of long-term commitments and having put that effort into the communication. Well, as a dating coach, I get so many, I mean, this is literally probably my biggest question. How do I get this guy to commit to me? Literally, I, I probably answer that question about 100 times a week from everyone else. Um, but everyone's like, how do I get this guy to commit to me? Because at the day, I'm doing everything right. I'm, I'm being nice to this guy. I'm romanticizing him. I'm doing what he asks. We're, we're having, even people who are having sex, they're still not committed to each other, which is, to me, mental. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of women don't know how to make that transition. I've, I've made a few videos about this, about like emotional investment and whatnot, but why would a woman want to emotionally invest in a guy who won't even take him out for dinner? Do you know what I mean? It's as simple as that, really. So let's get on to how we can fix that. So let's get your perspective um, on this. How should a guy romanticize his woman then? Because obviously we, we clarified men aren't very good at it anymore, but how would they fix that in your opinion? I feel like in order to really understand romanticizing a woman, like I said before, you have to connect to your own femininity and your own vulnerability. You have to really be in touch with yourself and know who you are as a man because that is the definition of manliness is yes. being sure of yourself and knowing how to treat a woman and other people. Yeah, I totally agree with that. So like masculinity nowadays is like considered uh, basically... The, the guy who's really big, tough, you know, um, hides his emotions, all that, all that. It's just absolute rubbish. It's, it's, it's uh, or should I say garbage in America? It's all, it's all garbage. Uh, by the way, everyone, Adina rips my English accent all the time. Um, you rip mine more than I rip yours. <laughs> um, but yeah, as I was saying, um, masculinity is, I believe it's very, very skewered how it's, um, how she, I believe masculinity is a man who will make a woman feel safe, make him feel good, but also a man who can open up. It's stuff like, so this goes into our next topic really nicely, actually. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about inner games, so inner games like your confidence and stuff. But a lot of men, because they have this um, shield of masculinity up, they feel like they have to be this big strong guy and whatnot but they won't talk about their emotions and it's very detrimental to, to mental health I genuinely think that's a very big thing and what you find is because they, they they're in this scenario their self-worth and self-confidence goes down so much because they didn't feel 
like real men if they don't have a high paying job, if they don't have big muscles, if they don't have the big house, a nice car, whatever. And that's just that's rubbish, isn't it? Like your life coach, this is like your your bread and butter, really, isn't it? So what what do you think about that whole scenario? Yeah, I do think that it comes down to knowing who you are, like I said, and kind of conquering that inner conflict that you have within yourself as a man and a woman. Um, I think that you have to truly understand your own limits, your own desires, your own self um, in order to move in a direction where you can really make a woman feel safe and secure. So... Do you think on the flip side, do you think as a woman have pressure to be very feminine as well? Like, do, do you feel like uh, that's a big um, confidence issue from women because they, they might not be a very feminine woman. Some women obviously like doing more men-orientated activities such as, I don't know, like it could be any sport, for example, that are more dominated by men or more popular by men, should I say. But do you feel like women don't feel as feminine because they enjoy stuff like that whereas I think they should embrace it I think they should really get into it and do whatever makes them happy if that makes sense yeah what it's bringing up for me is I identify as an alpha female I'm very strong-willed you know I work very hard my work ethic is strong and men always say that they want a woman like that but when they're facing they don't. They run from them, don't they? They run from them. Yes. When you're faced with it, they almost, they don't know what to do with it. Yeah, i tell you what, I get a lot of strong, independent women who say they can't get a man. I'm like, you're like the perfect person for people, though. But men, they always say the same thing. Men run away from them because they're scared of their high, their high, their high, um, their high level career or their ambitious tendencies but do you come across that as well quite a lot with your people i think that's actually been a pretty big issue for me and for some of the women that i know and it's not like it's verbalized it's not said aloud yeah Uh, it has been said aloud a few times um it's just an energy that you feel or you feel the guy starting to back away or just it doesn't feel aligned and I've done a lot of self-reflection with that as well. Does this, does this make women feel a lot less confident because of it or not? Yeah, it can, it can make you question, you know, what you're doing wrong, of course, but you have to remember that the person who's going to match your energy is not going to back away from that. No, I, th- I think if a man backs away from that, I think he's a very weak man. I think he's a very weak man. I always tell my clients that. Wrong words here. But I always tell clients that, that like, um, they do get worried quite a lot and it does affect their confidence quite a lot. And I'm like, you, not, you need to feel in, in yourself like t- to be confident and not worry because, again, you might have a high career, you might be really ambitious, you might have all, all, all your shit together, basically. But don't try and make yourself small to make somebody else feel big does that make sense absolutely because if you do that obviously what you're going to do you end up with the kind of person who is a very weak-minded person and you don't want someone out raising your children why would you you want someone strong you want someone to come in you want them to to be supportive make you feel good and obviously just just 
raise everything about you, isn't it? So, um, right, let's get on to the next subject anyway, which does obviously transition from that. Motivation, okay? This is very, very important. I especially find it around uh, nowadays, it is Valentine's Day today. Um, happy Valentine's Day to everyone watching, by the way, and listening. Um, <laughs> so motivation, um, a lot of people feel like nowadays that it is harder and harder to date, which in some respects it can be. And they go online, they're swiping left and right on these dating apps, they're talking to people, they're getting ghosted, and it, the motivation just drops, doesn't it? It's just like, what is the point? And that is the wrong mentality to have. I always think, no matter what you can do, you can turn it into some sort of positive. Does that make sense? Yeah. So how would you, okay, so let's say, for example, you're a lady, you've been on all these dates, you've been on like 20 dates, and they're all going terribly. No one's going right, okay? You feel unconfident, you don't feel good, you feel like the guys you're talking to are uh, not great guys. How would you get motivated to go for the next date? So what kind of like life coaching t- tips and techniques would you use to get somebody motivated to go, right, I'm out of here, I'm going to go out of date. If it goes great, it goes great, if it doesn't, it doesn't. So what would, what would you do to a client? Yeah, well, for me, I'm not a big dater personally, but, um, you know, I have a lot of friends that have continuously tried to date, whether it's successful or not. Um, If you're bumping into the same obstacles over and over and over again, my suggestion is less to look at the external circumstances and more to ask yourself, what can I do better? What can I do better for myself, how can I court myself? How can I date myself? How can I treat myself so that I'm the perfect partner for me? And then when someone is able to come along and level up to that, I'm already complete. I love that mentality. Would you date yourself? If that makes sense? Absolutely, I, I would, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so you are single at the minute, aren't you? So anyone <laughs> listening, obviously she's there. Um, so. Yeah, so like what kind of qualities would that um, bring upon yourself to, to date yourself? So what kind of things would you want from a partner or yourself, however you want to look at it, to date yourself? So what would what would you say? From a life, like I'll give my opinion in a minute, but you give your opinion as a life coach, so. Yeah, you, you know, personally, the things that I've wanted to work on in myself in order to feel fulfilled and complete for somebody else I want to be independent. I want to be hardworking. Yeah. I want to be. I want to be emotionally balanced. I want to be stable. Stable is a huge thing, um, in every sense of the word. You want to feel like you have all your ducks in a row. No one's ever going to be perfect. No one's ever going to be complete with their life and their progress. You're always going to be progressing, but as long as you are consistently doing inner work on yourself. Yeah, I agree with that. You're going to continue to progress and you're going to be ready for someone else to come in and do that with you. Well, the thing is that the more you feel like that anyway, you start exhibiting more attractive behaviours. The more you feel confident in yourself and bigging yourself up, you won't be as needy. You won't be double texting people. You won't be asking, oh, is it okay if I can talk to you? Because let's say if me and you were in the talking phase together, right? And I was there like, Adina, can I please talk to you tonight? Because yeah. I have no self esteem. You'd be like, oh, this guy's a chump. I can't be asking him, wouldn't you? Like, there's no value there, is there? Or if I was constantly double texting you all the time, you'd be like, oh, I can't be doing this. But the reason that happens is because people don't have that self esteem built up within them, do they? They, they, they don't want to seek validation. 
Yeah. Whereas the only person you really should be validating is yourself of why you're doing something. Yeah. Like I don't seek validation. I don't go to someone. Oh, okay. I see this new person. I'm gonna walk up to them. I'm gonna see what value they can give me. I'm thinking I'm gonna bring my value to the table. If that person don't like it, then that's their problem. I don't care. If that makes sense, I like, wouldn't handle uh, rejection wrong. And that is a really nice topic, actually. That's one last topic that's really nice to talk about is rejection. Yeah. How do you? How would you handle rejection? Or how would you tell your clients to handle rejection? Yeah. Um, well, one thing you said before that was really important that I want to touch on quickly. Um, when you get to a point where you don't need external validation, that yeah. is so huge. That's so huge. And that makes you even more able to deal with rejection, to deal with situations that don't go your way, you know, to deal with the downfalls of dating <laughs> relationships because all you need is that inner validation. Yeah. Um, so in terms of rejection, I mean, nobody loves it. It's not fun for any of us. However, I will say, though, um, it's, it's a good thing in dating is one night when you go out to, to get your arm over that, go out there and fuck it up on purpose. Literally, go out there and ruin it. I'm sure you've heard this in life coaching as well. Go out there and ruin it because you realize it ain't that bad. It isn't as bad as you think it is. Right. Right. So let's say if I went to a bar and I was thinking, this was quite new to the whole dating scene. And my biggest phobia was like getting rejected. Oh, no one likes getting rejected. It's a horrible feeling. Like no one likes it. No matter how good you get a day in, nobody enjoys it. Right. And uh, a really good thing is to go out there and fuck it up. Just talk up to people and just say the most outrageous, stupid stuff that you could get. So like, for example, I could walk up to you and be like, I don't know, start talking about the weirdest thing I could think about. Just talk, I'm looking at bananas right now. Start talking about bananas. You'd be like, what is this guy talking about? I was kind of talking about it and you'd be like, I can't go after this guy, he's a weirdo. And walk away. And then you realise that's the worst thing's going to happen. Yeah, what's the Not, worst thing happen? Nothing's going to happen to you. That's the worst. Yeah. So I definitely say, like, the best way to get over rejection is just to get rejected a few times. You realise nothing's going to happen. And when you do that, you start relaxing. You start enjoying yourself more. And you stop caring less because you care less as well. Then you'll come across so much more attractive. Yeah. Yeah. And something else I've realized is um, rejection is really just the universe pushing you in another direction. Yes. 100%. So try to think of it that way and not in a way where you're feeling like there's something wrong with you. Um, If you try to take a positive spin on it and just look at it as the universe is pushing you somewhere else in a direction where something is probably better for you at the end of that path. Yeah, 100%. So let's wrap it up. So yeah. what are your takeaway points for, well, number one, obviously, is about being romantic. Woo your lady, do you know what I mean? Um, so number two was motivation and in a game, and number three, about rejection. But what's your, in, what's your main takeaway points to people listening to this? Yeah, my main takeaway would just be really focus on your inner self and your inner work if you're looking for a partner try to question less about what you want in them and look at yourself and look at what you want to represent through your soul and your own perception yeah i love that would you date yourself you already know the answer to that question (laughs) would you you date yourself 
point. I absolutely would. And I'm proud to say that because I've gotten to this point where I'm so comfortable with who I am. And I want that for everybody. I really do. Would you date yourself? Yeah, 100%. I'm an interesting guy. I know. Like, <laughs> would I date myself? Yeah, I would, 100%. Like, um, obviously, I have to look like a woman a bit more because I don't want to date <laughs> someone who looks like me. But, um, yeah, I would. I feel like um, my confidence comes from me learning. Yeah, absolutely. That's my confidence. Is my foundation of socialising whatnot comes from me from learning my social dynamics. I love that stuff. Learning psychology, learning how people tick, and you realise. Well, I see it as like um like a gym, for example. Uh, the, if you if you work out a lot, you build up confidence uh, and your muscle. Should I say you build up your muscle? If you stop working out, then your muscle goes down. Same with socialising. Yeah. more socialize more you learn the better you will be at it but if you stop doing it the worse you'll become if that makes sense yeah so that is where my pillar of um confidence comes from is is education yeah. but it's not for everyone it's not for everyone a lot of people just like doing it if that makes sense it's going out and socializing yes you know it's really important to um just piggybacking off of education is having that emotional education having that emotional understanding of yourself that is such a huge thing it all starts with you it all starts within and then you can reach out to the external yeah i, I totally agree about 100 well it has been an absolute pleasure having you um on the podcast have you enjoyed yourself i have had a great time i think this is awesome and i'm so glad that we connected and are able to share our knowledge yeah, 100%. I think people watching this, I think there's, there's a lot of things to take away from this podcast. Um, so thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. And everybody, um, add Adina on Instagram. I will be putting her um, her link in, in the bio below. And or should I say caption below. And she's got a brand new TikTok coming out as well. And obviously I'll put that link in there as well. But keep an ear out for Adina's music because it we get well can you just tell before we go tell us a little bit about the music yeah it's coming soon so this is my first professional single i have just started taking myself a little more seriously with the music i met some incredible people and i'm so excited to show everyone this other side of me because i'm normally <laughs> very you know serious and to the point but I want everyone to see this creative side of me as well. So keep your ears open. It's coming soon. It's like a, like a dancey kind of like new age dancey chill vibe, isn't it? It is really good, actually. It's really good. So yeah. I'll whack that, I will whack that in the link below. But thank you so much, everybody. Thank you for listening. And um, have a great day. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day.